So after the weekend where Jorge Martin reduced the gap to Peko to just 7 points after the Qatar sprint, the gap between the two title contenders now stands at 21 points in Banyana's favour. Now one race to go, 37 points up for grabs. Who will come out on top in Valencia? Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Rundown MotoGP podcast. Another GP race review. It's the Valencia Grand Prix this time. 27 laps on Sunday, threats of rain and a tricky track to overtake on. Valencia could throw all sorts of curveballs at us, despite its reputation as a fairly mediocre track. So, without further ado, let's just get straight on with the track guide. Constructed in 1999, the Circuito de la Comunidad Valencia hosted rounds of both the MotoGP and Spanish Motorcycle Championships in its inaugural year. The Cheste track boasts multiple layouts featuring anti-clockwise routes of varying lengths. MotoGP competitions take place on a 4km track encompassing 5 right-handed corners, 8 left-handed corners and an 876 meter straight. Despite its relatively small size, the pit complex accommodates 48 garages, garages, garages. Despite its relatively small size, the pit complex accommodates 48 garages, while the grandstands designed in a stadium style have the capacity to seat up to 150,000 spectators. The circuit's layout allowing visibility the circuit's layout allowing visibility of all sections from any stand creates a unique atmosphere cherished by both Spanish and international riders. Serving as the season's final race, the Grand Prix exudes a celebratory Serving as the season's final race, the Grand Prix exudes a celebratory ambience and earning the title of the best GP of 2005 by the IRTA, which is the International Racing Track Association or something or International Racing Team Association. I don't know, something like that. Anyway. Anyway, that's a track guide. So let's have a look at some of the storylines ahead of the Valencia Grand Prix, the finale of the 2023 MotoGP World Championship. So first up, we have to talk about that Qatar Sunday race. I was live streaming and I'm hoping that you guys will join for this Sunday as well. But let's talk about the winner of the Sunday MotoGP Grand Prix. That was, of course, Fabio Antonio. Finally got it right in one take, which is amazing. That name is a mouthful if you are not Italian. But yeah, first MotoGP racing. It's taken him a while. And there were a lot of questions over his performance. And the fact that, well, he really hasn't performed up until now on the MotoGP grid. But... You know, he's been slowly been getting the hang of the bike. What he has been doing, which his team have said, is normally because there's obviously eight Ducatis on the grid, you follow what the majority of people are doing, looking because, I mean, you have access to eight different riders' data. But what Fabio has been doing and his team have been doing recently is just going their own way, just relying on what they think is the right thing rather than necessarily what the data says. And all of a sudden, Digian Antonio has just found this pace that you know he hasn't really had before so it's obviously working whatever he's doing and it's unfortunate really because he's got no seat for next year he has no ride so 
it's a little it's it's too little too late really for Fabio Di Gian Antonio which is such a shame you know for someone who's won their first MotoGP race to then not be on the grid the next the next season so yeah he'll be going to Moto2 I believe um I'm pretty sure that's confirmed now because of the Luca Marini uh Honda Repsol Honda factory rumors which are basically you know going to happen now that is another storyline uh, but to be honest, we can just mention it in passing, Luca Marini is basically all but confirmed that he will be going to Repsol Honda next year, which is great for him. It's great news. But obviously for Digian Antonio, he's out of a ride next year. So it's a real shame for him. But unfortunately, you know, this is a this, this is the premier class of motorcycle racing. You don't get second chances really in this sport. You have to jump in, deliver or you're out. And unfortunately for Fabio, it's a no from MotoGP. Now, the second thing, the second story coming away from the Qatar Grand Prix was actually about Jorge Martin, one of the title contenders. Now, if you watched the race, you would have seen that he had a terrible race start, all squirrely, almost, you know, fell off the bike, really, let's be honest. And... It seems as if he's had a duff Michelin tyre, and by duff I mean just not very good. Obviously, uh, some issues going on there. Now, Michelin have been known to have quality control issues. Actually, Pekka Banyaya also had issues with his front tyre on Saturday, but I guess they weren't as bad as Jorge Martin. But Jorge Martin was seriously struggling on Sunday, and it's such a shame because the sprint was really good, you know, Jorge Martin was making lots of contact with Pecco, really giving him proper elbow rubs, shoulder rub, like just, you know, telling him, you know, I'm going to fight you and I'll be physical if I need to. So the Saturday, once again, the sprint race is more exciting than the Sunday. Now, yeah, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, but to be honest, with 21 points, it doesn't really look like there's much more that Jorge Martin could do unless Peko falls. Unless Peko falls off the bike, which isn't beyond the realms of possibility, but we just have to wait and see, really, don't we? Now, another thing I wanted to talk about was the KTM rear wing. I just just a quick thing, because it's not, you know, it's not a big deal. Um but just something I noticed. I just thought the that new rear like monkey monkey seat rear wing that they sort of have uh, similar to what the F1 teams used to have on top of their exhaust. I just thought that looked so cool and it looked very reminiscent of the 2016 Mercedes F1 front wing. If you look it up, Nico Rosberg, Lewis Hamilton's 2016 car, the intricate details on the front wing, especially like the second level element on the on the end plates of the of the front wings, looks very similar to that KTM rear wing and just shows that the MotoGP grid and well, the MotoGP designer, the designers of the bike, aerodynamics is becoming increasingly important, as we already know. But a team like KTM, they have the support of the Red Bull F1 team, and more specifically, the aero company that Red Bull outsources some of its CFD work, which is computational fluid dynamics, basically, or the simulation, the computer data for testing different aerodynamic parts. KTM works with the same people that 
Red Bull does. So I have no doubt they would work with those people as well. And it just shows how, you know, KTM are really leading the charge and how complicated the aerodynamics are going to get on MotoGP bikes. Ducati have the ride height devices down, but I do think the KTM have a really, really good package in terms of aerodynamics. And that's one of the keys to their performance, I do believe. But yeah, just a small thing on that because I just thought it looked so interesting. Now, obviously the main the main storyline, I've already basically mentioned it, about Jorge Martin and Pekka Benyaya, the two title contenders, one race in it. Technically, Jorge Martin could still win the championship and it's not out of the question yet. As I said, Pekka could, you know, just drop the bike as he has done many, many times uh, when under no threat. So... It, we'll have to wait and see. It's unlikely, though, being completely realistic. It is unlikely that Peko is going to do that in the final race. All he has to do is bring it home. So I'm sure it's going to be very similar to his race last year, which was just a don't fall off the bike sort of thing. Don't really get your elbow down. Get your knee down, but don't really get your elbow down. And, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. But, I, I mean... We just we just gonna have to watch it, and you're just gonna have to make sure you check into the live stream as well, so we can watch it together. Uh, but yeah, it's um, be interesting to see for sure. Now moving on to my predictions for the Valencia Grand Prix race weekend. Now I just want to quickly acknowledge my last race predictions in in Qatar. Now I said that Bastianini was going to have a good run of form. He was going to continue his form from the Malaysian Grand Prix. That did not happen at all. Bassinini's pace was terrible. But his one last saving grace was he got the fastest lap in the Sunday race at Qatar. But I have well and truly given Bassinini the commentator's curse in Qatar and I apologise for that. I am very sorry. I won't do that again. Well, maybe I will. We'll see. But I'll try my best not to do that. Because I want to see Bastianini up there. And really he should be. Uh, considering the bike he's on. But. Without going on too much. Uh, about last race predictions. The last one I'll mention is as well. Martin struggles. Um, his sprint was okay. So obviously he didn't have the duff tyre then. It's you know it's one of those unknowns. We won't know if his, if his pace would have lasted in the race on the Sunday. But um, it is what it is. At least I got one prediction right. Which was that Pekka Benyaya would finish no sorry that Jorge Martin would finish P1 in the sprint race on Saturday so you know I, I will take that and you know be proud of myself <laughs> anyway um moving on to predictions for this race weekend biggest winner I have gone for Brad Binder now I think he is going to keep his pace from Sepang uh he would from Sepang? No. Now, moving on to the Valencia Grand Prix and my race weekend predictions. So, biggest winner. I have gone for Brad Binder. That KTM bike is good. Brad Binder is a good rider. He wasn't far off in Qatar, so I do think he could continue that run of form. It's a tight, twisty track, so I'd potentially it could suit that KTM as well. We'll have to wait and see, but hopefully Brad Binder can, you know, do well in the sprint at least and do well as well in qualifying. 
and hopefully that will help him get a leg up in the race on Sunday. Now, biggest loser, I have gone for Franco Morbidelli. Quite simply, I just think he's going to crash out on Sunday. Now, biggest surprise, I have gone for Digian Antonio. Now, coming off of his race win in Qatar on Sunday, I think he's going to be top six on it in the Sunday race again this weekend in Valencia. So, hopefully he continues this run of form and leaves people regretting not signing him Uh Sort of like a last laugh before he leaves of you guys should have signed me sort of thing. Worst performance, I have gone for Mark Marquez. Now, to be honest, I think he's going to be outside the top 15 in the race on Sunday. And I just think he's mentally and physically really going to have checked out because he's not going to want to get injured before the tests that they have. He's going to be racing and testing the Grassini Ducati very, very soon. Why would he... Get, why would he injure himself, risk a severe injury, another severe injury on a terrible, like unruly bike, you know, unreliable bike like the Honda? Why would he risk that when he's about to go onto a fantastic, lovely, easy to ride bike in a few weeks time? It just doesn't make sense. So I think he's going to sort of slow down his pace and just take it easy, you know, just enjoy his last ride on the Repsol Honda, maybe forever. Probably not forever. He probably will have that Honda return when they're back up there finally. But we'll just have to wait and see. But yeah, Marquez, biggest, or oh, sorry, worst performance uh, outside the top 15 on Sunday. Now coming into my predictions for the sprint race, my top three, I have gone for P3, Quattararo. Now, I just think he's a bit of a machine. He was really good in Qatar actually. In the first half of the race on Sunday. But then he dropped back. I think it would be something similar. Uh, but with the sprint. Obviously you don't really have as much of an issue. On tyre wear. So I think Quattararo could potentially get up there. Into P3. And he's actually very good around here. It's a tight twisty track. Which obviously suits the Yamaha more than most bikes. So I do think he could do well. P2. I have gone for Brad Binder. As I said, I think he's going to be the biggest winner from the Valencia Grand Prix weekend. I think he's going to be really, really good and on the pace, near and close to the, the Ducati race pace. So uh, I think he will be up there for sure. And then Jorge Martin, the sprint race god, will be P1 again. Now, now predictions for the Sunday race. P3, I have gone for Jorge Martin. It will be close. It will be close, but I don't think he is going to get the championship, unfortunately. P2 is going to go to Peko Banyaya, who will be a two-time MotoGP world champion on Sunday. He will be crowned MotoGP champion on Sunday. That is my prediction. And in the race on Sunday, Brad Binder will win the Valencia Grand Prix, the final race of the season. Obviously, this race last year was won by a Suzuki, which is such a shame because it was their final race in MotoGP. But anyway, that's my top three for the sprint. Quattararo, Binder and Jorge Martin. And for the race, Jorge Martin, Pekka Banyaya and Brad Binder. Now, you can watch the live stream with me. We'll do a race watch along on Sunday from 1.30pm on Twitch and YouTube. Links all in the description. In the description, the show note captions on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you are watching or listening to this podcast. And all I really have left to say is 
I hope you enjoy the final weekend of the 2023 MotoGP season. Enjoy it, savour it, because we have got a long way ahead of us before the first race in 2024. So really, just take it all in. Enjoy the lovely looking bikes. You know, some of the riders that aren't going to be on the grid next year, Paolo Spargo and uh, Fabio Di Antonio. Keep an eye out for them. And yeah, just enjoy the race weekend. I hope it's more action-packed than its reputation seems to suggest it would be. But we will just have to wait and see. But anyway, that is my final thought for this uh, Valencia Grand Prix race weekend preview. I hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy. And I will see you Sunday. Bye.